You're listening to Miss City Podcast, hosted by Lena and Daniela of Mystic Home. We created this podcast to share our passion of empowering people. We want to encourage you to find and connect with your own abilities and inner strength. Our aim is to help you breach the gap of being human and connect with your spiritual self. And by sharing our own experiences and reflections, we open up the conversation for mystical ideas and how to integrate them in our human lives. Hey there. Hey you. We're back. <laughs> back. Okay, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Pretty good? Mm-hmm. Good. Feeling, <laughs> feeling fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fall is coming. Yes. But this but this weekend was crazy. Let's talk about this weekend. I was in my t-shirt mm-hmm. and I mean I had like sandals on. Yeah. It was so warm outside, especially Sunday. Yeah. David and I are sitting in this cafe that we love to go, by the way. We love to go to this cafe on the weekends. What's the cafe? It's in, um, how do you, I can't remember the name now. Over here, San Canu. Mm-hmm. And on the back, number, cafe number six. Cafe yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. It's a very, very cute cafe. Yeah. What's the name of it? Yeah, in number six, I think. Number six. Yeah. Love it. It's my favorite. They should sponsor you. I know. <laughs> Hopefully they listen to this podcast. Let me talk to them and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will upgrade you on that. Okay. Good. Keep you posted. Yeah. So anyway, we're sitting there and the sun is just straight at us and we were burning. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally sweating. Mm-hmm. The sun was so hot. And then the next day, it's like so cold again. Yeah. It's, I, I'm really get impressed by the way the weather can change here. So quickly, yeah. But then David was saying that you usually get that weekend in September, mm-hmm. like the last weekend that gets really sunny. Yeah, they have a name for it. It's called you... Brit Summer. So Brit's summer. And what is the meaning? It, it's, it's like he said. Sometimes it comes like now around October. It's just for a couple of days and it's like summer again. But then it goes back to the fall weather. And then the real winter comes. Because it's so interesting because I was so ready for fall. I'm like dreaming about um, getting, uh, you know, knitted shirts and like all of that. And then I'm like, oh, summer again. I love it. And then I'm like, hey, okay. Do you like knitted more than you like um, wool? Yeah, I think so. Is there a difference? Wait, what is knitted? Well, it's... Like how you do it? Yeah. Are you threaded? Yeah, oh, okay. I can't do it. Right. No, but I know. I, sh- I should be so able to. So I think there's like, like knitted wool things. Yeah. There probably is. Hmm. I like wool, but sometimes when I buy sweaters that are wool, they're so itchy. They're itchy like crazy. Yes. I bought one hat when I was um, in Iceland and it was so itchy so I couldn't wear it. And it was super expensive. Because I went Wool to... Wool is very expensive. Yeah. But I went to Iceland in, in the summer. But, you know, it's cold there all the time. They always have the same weather. It's around 8 degrees all the time. Oh my God. But then we went to, like, some um, some waterfalls and things like that. But it was so cold. And I wasn't prepared for it because it was summer. But, oh, of course, I knew it was not going to be summer, summer. But it was so cold. So I'd never been wearing that hat. I see. Well, I I like the fact that wool keeps you so warm, like heats mm-hmm. you from the inside mm-hmm. out. But I, again, don't like that the itch. The itch, yeah. Some people are They're super so sensitive expensive. to it. I'm not mm. super I'm not. sensitive, but, you know. I like the ones that are, like, 
70% wool mm-hmm. and then 30%, you know, mm-hmm. polyester or whatever. What an interesting podcast for domestic home. <laughs> like, oh, so wool, I like 70%. Well, I like 50. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. Yeah. Happy to, to be here again. Yeah. So I was just, uh, before we started the podcast, I, I said, oh, I have something to tell you, but I'm going to wait to share it until Please this podcast Because you starts. said that I haven't heard it before. Yeah, you haven't heard it because it happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, I got this email uh, from someone in Greece. And they're like, hey, you know, we've been following you for a while and we are helping host retreats. There's nothing there. Uh, we're helping to host retreats. So, you know, we love to talk to you and create something together. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting, but I don't know. So then I had a... Um, video conference call with them yesterday, two women in, in Greece. So I might have a retreat in May. Oh in my God, Greece. that is exciting. Yes. I love Greece. Yes, it's, it's great. Have you been? Yeah, I have been. Um, but I don't know where we're going to have it. Um, they're going to give me a couple of different suggestions because for me, it's important that people can get there easily. So it's not like, oh, you have to take a flight and then from there you have to take a boat and then etc etc so they're going to put together a couple of different offerings for me and then we're going to create together and i've been wanting to do um international retreat for a long time but i thought it was such a big project for me to it is a big tackle myself Mm -hmm. because first of all i want to see the place and then you want to know if you can get transportation from the airport if you're going to do other like activities uh, some more cultural ones and i'm like it's if it's really not in hard your same know. country you definitely need help yeah because it's really hard so then but i haven't thought about you know working with someone because i didn't know anyone so for them just to find me and reach out to me i'm like whoa and she actually said that and the, the woman and uh, the, the the owner she's like oh it's so interesting that you've been looking for this and you know we found you she's like it's like it's meant to be so I'm like, yeah, maybe. I'm really excited for you. Yeah. This yeah. is an amazing project. For a long time, I've been thinking, I'm like, you know, I'm ready for, to tackle something new. And, you know, there have been new things, but not something big like this. The last big change I had um, professionally was the teacher's training. And that I had my first one in three years ago. So now it's been, you know. It's time. Yeah, it's time. You're ready. So I'm very excited about that. So we'll see. So I let you all know when I have more information. So that's that. Looking forward to that. Keep mm-hmm. us posted. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love yeah. Greece. It's such an amazing place. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beaches and the colors and the food. It's just so good. Yeah. Love it. Didn't you go on a retreat there? Yes, I went into, it was a yoga conference. Ah. Yeah. But the traveling was really long. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it took me, I think, over 24 hours to get where I needed to get. Oh, wow. Well, the truth is I went really cheap on the flight. So I changed like three flights, which I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> and from Sweden to Greece is not that far. No, I, I really, you know. Yeah. But but then once you get there, you have to take a ferry that I think is like eight hours or something. Oh, so wow. on top of my, you know, almost 20 hour flight yeah. and stuff, that was a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Worth it. Yeah. I have to say that. Yeah. Super worth Beautiful. it. Beautiful. So what do we want to talk about? 
what are we really going to talk about? Let's let's really get into okay so our <laughs> into topic. what we're here for. Well, I think we could share a little bit how it is to be the receiver of energy or you know spiritual mystical messages, and then also be the one facilitating or holding space. Yeah, because you know to facilitate, I think it's very important to you know, first receive. And it's so you learn about yourself before you start, you know, it's like I would go start a teacher's training, but I never practice yoga. Right. So it would be a little bit strange. So a little bit, <laughs> you know, just getting the experience first, like know yourself first, and then you get to know others. And it's such a, a different thing to be the receiver and to be the facilitator. It's oh, like yes. the same thing as yoga, you know, being a student is a completely different thing than teaching. Oh, yes. And both are so great. Yeah. I've been back to my yoga classes this week and I'm just so, so happy to be the student. Oh, to yeah. just be, oh, yes. It's been, I've been doing a lot of uh, home practice mm -hmm. the last few months and I haven't really joined many public classes. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like so happy. Like I, I my body was craving it. Mm -hmm. Just take me into yeah. like experience. Yeah. So it's been nice. Yeah, but I, I think I what will have like? a lot to yeah. say yeah. when it comes to this topic for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to start with the topic. <laughs> well, let's talk about our first experience. Maybe just short with getting receiving reiki uh, and then maybe meeting a medium or like a shaman or being in that position receiving you know information or messages or yeah i don't know yeah so my first attempt mm. <laughs> to get reiki was um while i was in bali and i had an appointment to get reiki with a woman in one of the hotels that I was writing for, because back then I was doing a lot of blogging. Mm -hmm. So I was writing for the hotel and then they invited me to do some of their services or some of their offerings. And one of them was to get Reiki with this woman. So when I walk mm -hmm. in, I really didn't know what to expect. And it was by the time where I was kind of opening back up to all my gifts and, and you know, I was so confused. Did you know about Reiki before then? Like what it was? I knew. It yes. The entailed? thing is, the funny thing is before I went to Bali, I just all of a sudden took interest <laughs> on Reiki. And I said, this is something that I think I want to do, but I don't know anything about it. So I go to Bali and all of a sudden I'm seeing auras. I'm like having dreams about people, like all these like ways of psychic intuitive mm -hmm. things came back. But I think we've talked about that before. There, there's something special with Bali. There is. Just the energetic vibrations there. And I never felt it anywhere else. Like, I've been to very beautiful places. So it's not no, Bali like that. is different. Yeah. It's just on an energetic level. It's, it's I think that the veils, of, the veils between the worlds and the energy is very tactile. Mm -hmm. Meaning you cannot miss it. I mean, it's yeah. really hard for you not to feel it yeah. because it's so thin. The veil that, you know, separates the worlds or the dimensions is so thin. So anyway, I walk into this woman and I just sat there and I was like, you know what? I am so confused right now. Like, and I don't think I ever told this to anybody. I was like, I am just so, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm terrified, but I am going to say I'm highly confused because lately I've been 
seeing things, hearing things. Um, I'm, I don't want to be a witch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a witch. And, and, and she's like, sorry, you are. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, and because of this story, and this is the story that I'm now telling that I've never told before, is I have an, I have an aunt that she's a medium. She's a very powerful medium. She is a witch. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when I grew up with her, she had so, she really, really is, she's not a person that, she doesn't cover anything she just says and you know some for some people that this is not their language it could be very weird so she never ever hide who she was and what mm-hmm. she sees and who so she lives I was actually talking to my grandparents the other day and asking them about her journey and it's like she lives in all the worlds at the same time so she doesn't care if your she's grandparents that my grandparents passed. told me about my aunt mm-hmm. But your grandparents has passed. They have passed. Yeah. Yes, they are not here in this world with us mm-hmm. anymore. Anyway, so she lives in all these worlds at the same time. So she doesn't care. She's saying, I see a spirit here. I see a spirit there and all these things. So when I was a kid and she started saying all these things and this was, you know, well, 20, 25 years ago, um, she, people said that she was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, that she needed the psychiatrist and that she he needed help and all these things. So when I started feeling this is in Bali, I, I was like, oh, my God, I might be coming my aunt. Mm-hmm. And this is very scary. I don't want my parents to not love me anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want my family to not support me anymore. So I when I was telling to this healer, I got in the room and I said, I'm highly confused. I don't want to be looked at differently. I don't want to be called crazy. I don't want to be a witch, but I don't know what to do because this is here. Mm-hmm. And part of me, it's like I'm remembering something that I've all, always knew, known mm-hmm. and that I want to embrace, mm-hmm. but the part of me that is extremely scared. Yeah. So we were suppressed. Suppressed. suppressed, 100%. 100%. I told when I was a kid um, after I knew that my family was so disapproving of my aunt, I really told myself, Daniela, shut it off. Mm-hmm. Even though when she said, I feel a spirit here, I see them, I talk to them, I knew that that was true because I could feel it too. Mm-hmm. And I could talk to them as well. Anyway, she, so we were supposed to do Reiki. And she said, I think if you allow me, I don't think right now what you need is Reiki. I think you need, um, it was like an intuitive coaching session. Mm-hmm. She said, what I'm, what's going to happen is that I'm going to tell you my story. And within that story, I'm going to share with you things that you need to hear. And you're going to pick what you need to hear and delete the rest. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, I mean, she telling her story, I mean, she was channeling. And of course, like when, when she does that, she channels the parts of her story that I need to hear in order to, because when you know that somebody has been there and that somebody has done it successfully and that somebody's doing okay in the way that they are doing their mm-hmm. things, it gives you permission to be. Yeah. And that's, and that's pretty that's much what she did to me. You can relate. Yes. And grounded. Yeah. Like there is a, here is a person that it's full on their powers, mm-hmm. that it's not crazy, that, it, you know, all those mm-hmm. things. Anyway, so she shared this story and that was really nice and it really helped me so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just the beginning of... Whoa, a lot of work. Yeah. Very professional woman, I would say. I I loved her. If someone's coming in for Reiki, it's, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to give you. But just stepping out of that and stepping out of your, you know, your ways, your ego, and see what that person needs. Mm. Just like you talked about in the last episode that you're now 
offering other things, not just Reiki, just like that that woman you met, mm-hmm. maybe one of your first teachers when and it came to spirituality. Absolutely. And it is the way I treat my sessions now. Yeah. So when people come in and lately I remember them telling me don't have a plan unless because sometimes when I open the room for the person, when somebody's coming to me for for one on one, I clear out the room and I ask for their spirit team to come through mm-hmm. to help me and to tell me if there is anything I need to know or the, how I always say, tell me the best way for me to support. Mm-hmm. And they usually, not usually, it kind of like 50-50. Sometimes they tell me this, 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 this. So before the person comes in, I already know the story, which mm-hmm. is a funny thing because then everything else gets confirmed afterwards. But sometimes they're like, no, let's wait for the person. Yeah. And sometimes I'm sitting there and we're supposed to go on the table for Reiki and we don't even get there. Mm-hmm. because they start talking and they're telling me like I get channeled right away what they need to hear and mm-hmm. what's going through and a lot of times it's just me channeling their t- their spirit team or somebody that is helping them in the journey at the moment like some angel that is working with them and they just need that communication directly to that angel mm-hmm. so sometimes we don't even get to the table and I don't think a lot of people know this mm-hmm. A lot of people, when they come to me to Reiki, they expect to go to the table, to lay down, mm-hmm. to get the energy. And that's not usually, I mean, that is usually what happens, but not all the time. Because no, but I think then that's very good that, you know, you're still doing what you've been, always been doing. It's just that you're naming it differently so people don't have expectations. Mm. So, for example, if they come to me and get Reiki and then get to you and read Reiki, they would get two different things. Mm. And one is not right, like more right than the other. I do want to add that because when you are a Reiki master, you become Reiki. Mm-hmm. So for me to give you Reiki, you don't have to be in a table. I mean, that's also for level two. But mm-hmm. even though we don't get to the table, I still give them Reiki. Yeah. Because the room has Reiki. Yeah. So it's just different. It's a different way of, of moving. But I, I, one of the reasons why I stopped... Um, having an agenda on my offerings is because just people need different things. And that, you know, because of that woman that I saw that she was super, she was open. She's like, well, if you allow me to tell you exactly what you need right now, it's not this and it's that. Mm -hmm. So that was my attempt to Mm -hmm. have Reiki, which didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But I eventually, of course, got Reiki. But that was my first, my first story. Mm -hmm. I can I can tell the second story in a minute, but can you do you want to share? Uh, yeah, not, I can't really remember um, my very first one, but so my mom had received Reiki before, so I knew about it, and you know I read about it, and I was very interested in. So this is a long time ago. Maybe I was maybe seventeen, eighteen years old. So I was not very old receiving Reiki or being interested in in. Um, in Reiki, but um, it's so different. Experience it in your body, and what's happening to you. So, so I remember the first couple of times, and I still get that sometimes. But laying there and just feeling that, you know, you're you're in not asleep, but you're not awake. You're like in a different stage, um, and then I feeling that you know I know I'm in my body, but it, not really. I can move my body. Like being so, like when you're really, really tired and you don't want to move, but you know you can move. But here, laying on the Reiki table or like the bed, 
and then thinking like, I don't know if I can move. I don't know if I can move my body. Because like, I'm not really in it, but I know I'm in it. it it's so interesting. Like, it's so hard to explain. And that's why I tell people when they come to me for Reiki, I'm like, you don't know what you're going to experience, but this might happen. And and then my uncle actually went for, for Reiki and he, they had to finish the session because he's like, I feel like you're taking control of me and I, I don't feel comfortable. And she's like, well, then this is not right for you. And she she's also a medium, the one he went to. And, you know, she was telling him about his childhood and all these things, things he's, he's never shared with anyone. He didn't tell us either what it was, but he's like, it's, it's it was too much for him. Like mm -hmm. he couldn't take it. And he's like, I, I felt like I wasn't in control of my body, but, you know, also to let people know, of course you are. You are in control of your body, but you're in a different state, I would say. I want to share a little bit on that. Um, when people come, when they are open to that, when they make the decision to come, mm -hmm. their highest soul has guided them to do that. Oh, yeah. To come through. So when it comes to the information we receive as facilitators, I believe, and this is at least 100% sure and true for me. A lot of the times when people come to me the first time, the, the information I get is they know. Mm -hmm. You give them energy. They need a lot of energy. And I get very little information mm -hmm. on anything mm -hmm. because they are not ready or they just, they're, it's not their time to mm -hmm. share. So the reason why I'm saying this is because when I do get the information, it means that they are ready to receive it because the intention is I receive energy that you need to hear. I wouldn't know this unless you need to hear it. Mm -hmm. There are perhaps things that I know that maybe not this session, but I know that person is going to come again and this is information for the next session. Mm -hmm. But the information that comes through, what your body, your highest self, your soul allows that facilitator to get is something that you are, you know what I mean? That you are supposed to and you already agreed in a subconscious level to process. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, you know, being scared that people are saying things that you're not ready to share, is there just a facilitator? They're just literally an instrument, for you to communicate to your own body. It's very interesting what, you know, what your the the story about your uncle because it's it's interesting with those things. I mean, it, they can be very triggering and confronting. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, you have to trust the person that you're going to and that's a big part of it. But just so you know, for those of you listening that never been to Reiki, know that your soul will protect you if you're not ready. If you cannot handle this information yet. Mm -hmm. So that's important. To know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's the same if you go, would go to therapy. It's like it's a little bit uncomfortable Absolutely. facing those things like that you're aware about. Like you are aware, but maybe you feel like I'm not ready to handle this trauma or whatever it is. But it is triggering. Um, it could so, be. So I think for him, it might have been, you know, just what he needed, but he was not ready for it uh, at the time. And, you know, I wish he would have given it given it a second chance, but 
So before you came to your your first Reiki, or if you can remember the first few times, did you have expectations? Were you were you a little nervous? Yeah, I was super nervous. I was very nervous. Um, I started going because I I um, I had problems with my my stomach. Like I felt like I'm like there's something there. It's like there's a knot. Like there is something. And I had been to the doctor and everything. They're like we can't really find anything. I'm like, but there's something you have to trust me. And, you know, one of my biggest fears or um, something I'm like, one of my shadows, I would say, is that not being trusted or believed in, you know, what I'm feeling. And I think it's come, it, it comes from, you know, being very young and I was very sick because I had gallstones. So I was, uh, I had surgery when I was four and my mom really had to like push the doctors to like check it out, check it out. And they thought she had, you know, Munchausen by proxy. It's one of those diseases when you think your kid is sick all the time, but it's not really. Okay, they thought yeah. she had that. Yeah. So they didn't believe her, but you know, I was always at the doctor because there was something wrong. And then finally they found it, and they're like, "Well, we're sorry. You know, we're happy Oops. that you're, you, you know, you're so persistent because otherwise your daughter wouldn't be alive." So, um, that was a big thing. So, you know, I think that's like it so deeply rooted within me that not being trusted. So I, I felt like something was wrong, but now later on, I, I realize how much the body and the mind is connected. So it was probably, you know, emotions and feelings that I couldn't handle that I pressed down into my belly. And so, yeah, so I came to Reiki for that more so. So again, I was afraid I was not being trusted what you know this but it wasn't like that and I think it gave me some relief just knowing that someone was there for me mm. so but yeah it was scary but also nice and just surrendering really nice interesting mm. I my so my first encounter to Reiki I was in Bali <laughs> <laughs> and I went to a healer and she did Reiki on me so I the beginning you know we had a little talk at the beginning and she was telling me that at that time I was holding a lot of other people's energies that I had no boundaries at all mm -hmm. that I was just full of other people's she was like it's really hard to see right now what's you is what's others because you just have no boundaries at all and that's why you're so tired all the time which I was mm -hmm. so tired so tired all the time and anyway so I lay down on the table she puts a lot of crystals on my body and she starts to doing the thing. I never, a lot of people fall asleep when they get Reiki. Mm -hmm. I didn't really fall asleep. I was like in a trance, but never completely out. And the thing is that when she was putting her at her body, like her hands around my body, I would like, my whole body was like, it's like electricity through mm -hmm. my whole body. And I just needed like to shake mm -hmm. like I was shaking when she passed like if she was on my knee my knee started moving and mm -hmm. you know all that and I was just like very very sensitive to the energy that she was giving me and it was such an interesting experience it was being like held mm -hmm. like the biggest mama hug ever and mm -hmm. just felt like full femininity to its like potential and at the same time, electricity throughout the whole body of like, she is changing stuff. It's mm -hmm. really crazy. And 
and then when we came up I said why do I shake so much everywhere you go like why can I just simply relax and she said well the thing is you're very sensitive to energy so because it's so new to you still Mm -hmm. then you are just feeling in your body your physical body is reacting to it Mm -hmm. so I would see it as a release also like Mm -hmm. shake things up like yeah that's you know if you have a trauma like we talked about before where if you go into shock the body starts shaking it's releasing so agree i wouldn't see it as that very strange but the sensation is very strange when things are happening to your body but you're not really doing it like when you're hitting your knee and your knee just starts (laughs) moving like it reflects Mm. uh but i also feel that uh, receiving reiki sometimes that i'm like I'm float not not my whole body is floating, but my my hands are certainly lifting off the table. I don't think they do, but it's the sensation that the energy's everywhere, so it goes all the way out through the limbs. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Whoa. so yeah. It's such an interesting. I love it. I really do, and I'm I'm getting a reiki with you. Yeah, soon. So I'm excited to do that, but. Um... Yeah, and then after the session, we sat down and she was telling me all these things um, that until today, I still go back to that conversation. Mm. Um, many things that she said, um, I carry with me until today. Mm. Just, you know, things to be aware of, of talking about when she was talking about boundaries and, you know, now, well, we talked about this other episode, which we lost, but, yeah. you know, I have such a strong boundaries now and I am so aware of my energy in such a beautiful way I really I'm really happy that I have that because I can control it yeah and I most of that learning came from that session when she she told me how to to do that and and that I needed to do that she kind of gave me an awareness of that because sometimes it's not that they fix the problem is that they bring it up to the surface so you can look at it Mm -hmm. and do something about it Mm -hmm. because of course in a subconscious level I knew that I was tired from other people's energies but it's you know you don't get you don't click it to the consciousness and you it's like clarity and that's why I like working with people and going to people for for you know spiritual guidance because Mm -hmm. they bring things to the surface in a clear way and they are they're they don't how do you say because when you for example sometimes when i'm receiving my own stuff i can get on my way because i'm human Mm -hmm. so of course like my preferences and my way of protecting my heart and all these things get on the way so when you go to somebody that has no personal attachment to you and they can see things more clearly that you can. It's such an empowerful thing. Mm-hmm. Like a very, uh, yeah, powerful thing. And that's another thing when it comes to being a facilitator. For me, it's such an important thing. I really get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a story on this. But when you come, when you come to, to Reiki, like I, there's no personal opinion from my mm-hmm. part at all. Like at all, at all, at all. And... Because the funny thing is, like, sometimes, you know, I have an idea of what this person is because I met you before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a human, you always have an assumption, you have some kind of assumption, like, you know, or, or some kind of image about that person. And when they come to me, I mean, seriously, that's like out of the picture completely because I don't give my opinion. I just open up to whatever is coming through. Yeah, because it would be strange otherwise, because then you could only see people that you never met before. Yeah. 
and that's right? exactly what I want to share what I want to share so I told my mom that I'm doing this rebranding and that I you know well I was like I'm a medium <laughs> my mom knew my mom know that I'm a little bit you know out there but even just saying this to my mom was such a big thing because I didn't want her to again relate me to to her sister mm -hmm. because my aunt the medium it's her sister so I wanted to tell her about my projects and my ideas and everything that's going through. And she said, I want, I didn't even offer. She said, I want a session with you. And at that moment, I was like, oh, this is going to be very wow, interesting. because challenge. I'm, yes, because I'm so emotionally involved. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, let's talk about somebody that you know. Yeah. So... I said, okay. And I said, well, this is the thing. If I have the ability to bring healing to the world, why would I neglect or say no to giving healing to my mom? Mm -hmm. So we set up an appointment. It was through Skype. And the two days before, I was really, you know, asking in meditation, asking my guides, please let me get out of the picture. Let me get out of the picture. Mm -hmm. Let this be as neutral as any of my other sessions. And I, you know, I was in a sense a little bit doubting my ability because, again, it's so personal. Mm -hmm. So we go into the session and I seriously get out of the way. And the funny thing is that she, she asked me something so personal that if, you, if she asked me that question mm -hmm. in a daughter way, mm -hmm. I would have responded so differently. Oh, really? Like, of course, because she's asking me something so personal that I have an opinion on. Oh. But when we were in the session, the funny thing is, is when she asked me the question, their response, like the messages that they had for her were beyond my human intellectuality. Mm -hmm. I mean, their messages and the way they showed, I mean, I was like meeting my mom for the first time. But how beautiful of her too, to be able to ask very personal things. Yes. And... You know, she's not asking you for advice. She's asking you for guidance. Absolutely. And that's a different thing. That is a different thing. So anyway, the guidance and the messages that they had for her were so powerful. And it was it was one of the most beautiful things. Mm. It really was because it was me being able to completely be an instrument of love and to give her guidance that she probably needed. I mm -hmm. mean, not probably, she needed at the time. Mm and to be able to do that from a neutral standpoint. Mm -hmm. So anyway, talking about getting out of the way, that yeah. was a big, yes, you you do get out of the way. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to doing it for people that I know, I seriously do get out of the way. And that's the difference when, now that we're talking about that I have this mentorship, mm -hmm. like the intuitive alignment mentorship for people that work with energy that want to learn and that want me to help them to learn about their abilities. The thing is, when I do that, then because you're in a mentorship with me, I do share not my personal opinion, but my personal story, mm -hmm. as this woman had shared with me in Bali, to help you develop. So you get a little bit more of me mm -hmm. in those sessions, as you don't get to me when you come to me for a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. for healing. Because there's no me really. There's no yeah. Daniela there. Yeah. It's just you and connection to spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes, I wanted to share that. Great. Mm. It's interesting what you said before that, you know, the first time someone comes in compared to like the second time or 
or whatever, like how you experience it. And many, as a facilitator? Yeah, as a facilitator. Because many times I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just open. I'm like, let's see what happens. And just like you, anytime you, before I go into the room, like, you know, I clear the space or whatever it is. And then before the session starts, I always ask, you know, for both me and the person coming in to be protected and to be safe and, you know, just opening up for know greater love and energy and for a good session and for inviting also anyone else to come in that wants to help in a positive way um so who knows who's coming in and you know sometimes i would sense like a presence and and maybe it's someone's god or it could be someone that passed passed away or whatever it is but not always but it was interesting so i had a session last week and i never you know, met the person before. So when I go into the room, I, you know, somehow I get this message that, you know, just focus on giving. Just give energy. That's it. You don't have to, you know, wait for any messages, any of that. Um, just give Reiki. I'm like, okay, that's very strange because that usually never happens. Like, usually I'm like, okay, I have to listen because for me, receiving messages, it's like, it's different, different ways. Sometimes the body talks to me and I can feel something within the body, like the person coming or um, I usually don't hear voices, but it could be a word that comes up, for example, like beach. And then I hear it over and over again. It's like beach, beach, beach. I'm like, oh, I got it. I know beach. <laughs> or I get an image, but it's such a short flash. It's like that. But I see it so clearly, even though it's for like not even a second, but I see it. So I have to be alert because I know I'm going to give all of, get all of these messages. But this time beforehand, I, you know, I just got it. Like, just give. I'm like, okay, it's very, very strange. But I'm still like alert. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I just got a couple of things, but not nearly as much as I usually do. And then, you know, she was very happy about it. She like received a lot. You know, she was super relaxed and it took her a long time just to come back out of that. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling that she might come back. So it was just the first session. I funny that you said that that you have a feeling that she comes back so people always when we finish the session they always ask me so when should I come back mm -hmm. and I never tell people when to come back mm -hmm. I never do I I tell them you know what I I just met your soul and I trust you 100% that you know you already know if you're coming back and when you're coming back mm -hmm. And if you don't know yet, you will know. Because I trust them. I trust that they're guys. I mean, if, if they're already in the room mm -hmm. with me, it's because they were guided there. Yeah. So I trust 100% that they're guided to be back. And I also feel that as a facilitator, I don't want to tell you, hey, you have to come five times to mm -hmm. be to work through this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I don't want to tell you when the work will be or how much it will take for the work to be done. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, is that, that, that is not for me to say. 
that is for you to experience take the experience and your soul will tell you because if your soul guide you here to work on that certain thing your soul will know if you need more and when and if it is with me or if it is with somebody else or you know i really trust their journey so yes a lot of times like you said i know they're coming back mm -hmm. and i know when they're coming mm -hmm. back which is a funny thing um so sometimes when i get out of the room and this reception is like oh you know vice so you know they bought a three package because i sometimes do packages uh, if you want to come see me more times and i already knew that mm -hmm. i was like i knew i knew they're coming back mm -hmm. and really fast or i know they're coming back but maybe not this month and things like that mm -hmm. you have a feeling but i don't like to tell them because i want to empower them to to take that decision on their own mm -hmm. and to know that they're trusted while they make that decision mm -hmm. but it's very interesting because i think we've been working in similar ways you know first when the person comes in with you know this is what i do and i know you do it similarly that you you know you talk to the person like why you're coming in today or what are you looking for why what led you here and then i do the session and then after i always save time to actually go through what happened in the session what the person felt and if I received any messages and and I always ask people like I sometimes I get messages or I have things that you know I could share with you if you like so I always give them the option and it never happened that they didn't want to know if I had something because again people come there out of their free will because they're looking for something but just so you know going to Reiki session working the way we do not every Reiki um, Reiki um, facilitator works the same way. Facilitator, yeah. Yeah, Somet we all work very uniquely. Yeah, sometimes, you know, I've been to people that, you know, you come in, you do the session, and they say, well, thank you, you know, see you again. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Mm -hmm. So the Reiki is doing the work, but for me, it's very important to work with the person that's coming in because otherwise they could come to me every single day or every single week just to you know, get that fill or that fix. But I want people to work through whatever it is that's coming up, either in the body or the mind, and for them to find ways to handle it. Just like your your first teacher told you, maybe we shouldn't do the, the Reiki session today, but maybe we should talk about, you know, what your experience and how you can work with that and how you can get tools. So, and again, I do it the same way. I'm not giving them my advice or my tools this is working for me i'm just channeling hmm. and many people might ask like how i do it i don't know i don't know i just got a message to tell people what channeling is mm -hmm. channeling is i see it as a straw like being a straw of divine guidance that pulls through. So your straw, it's like there, I see as information, the straw is like in the, your spine. I feel like the spine is your straw. I, 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 at least as the way I see it. So there's a straw, this is your spine and divine energy or divine knowledge comes through the spine. And the more clear that straw is, of course, the more water, the more pouring down of information can come through. So when you talk about channeling, you talk about being an instrument, being that straw of divine energy or divine knowledge that comes through the straw. And the way when that information is pulling down and coming through that straw, the way we receive the energy is very differently as we've talked upon in other episodes. It could be images, it could be you know, feelings in the body, it could be I, um, 
images, it could be voices, and it can be a sense of knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be visually, like you see things. Mm-hmm. It's it comes or sound in different for you or it sound. sound. Yeah. So, in very different ways, but that's channeling. Channeling is just literally opening up a straw, broadening it up, but really, really thick straw, like big straw, to get information down from divine. Mm-hmm. That's channeling. Yeah. I don't know. I did just wanted me to share that. Okay. So, and another thing that I did want to say before is I have told people in very, very limited occasions to come back. And Mm -hmm. the reason why I do that is because they tell me to tell them. Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe they are hesitating, maybe they don't, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but sometimes they're like, tell them. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's something they need to know, but not now. Maybe the next time. Yes, that happens a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just such an interesting way to be able to receive the messages and receive all these things that, you know, are for people, whether it is for them at that moment or not. But this is a very interesting topic. I mean, I think we can talk about this yeah, it for, really is. Mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, and I think we're constantly going to come back to it in probably almost every podcast because it's so dear to our hearts and how we work with energy and how we receive energies and messages in different ways. So I don't know, maybe we should just leave it by that for today and come back to it. Yeah. I would love to hear from you guys if you have any questions regarding working with energy, if you if you yourself work with energy or if you received energy before, how was your experience, how has helped you? And we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for hearing. Thank you for tuning in and or listening. Hearing or listening. I don't know. I've been, you know, like I said, I've been with the Swedish course. And sometimes (laughs) now I just like my languages are so, so intertwined together. But anyway, thank you all for being here, for listening and to being part of this community. We'll see you next time. Okay. Till then. Bye. Thank you so much for turning into Misty Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know your thoughts. Leave us a review and share it with your friends who might benefit from this conversation. 